Hi, my name is Megan Windsor, and I like to write songs. Do you like to sit around for a while? Found yourself a little pet crocodile. Do you like to just live in the moment? Do you like the stars, the moon, and the comets? What do you like, do you like? What do you like, do you like? What do you like, do you like? What do you like? Do you like? Welcome to What Do You Like, the podcast where we get to know a person through their passions and hobbies. You may have noticed a little bit of a different intro right there. That's because we're becoming more professional here at the What Do You Like podcast. We have an official theme song, and it's written by someone very special. Um, and the person that wrote it is our guest today. It's singer-songwriter Megan Windsor. Welcome to the podcast, Megan. Hello, thanks for having me. So uh, this is a, a new foray for this podcast. Um, so far, I've interviewed basically friends that I've known for a while. Um, so this is where you're going to really test my, my podcasting chops. Um, and I want to thank you. We're new, we're new friends. Absolutely. New friends. Absolutely. And, and <laughs> you, as everyone just heard, like you took the time and you kind of crafted this unique um, song, and it really leads into what we're talking about today, which is your passion for songwriting. Um, it's not something that, I mean, I've done a little bit of songwriting, but I'm absolutely terrible. I have no musical uh, skills at all. Um, I was in a band in high school, and I played the bowls. Um, and awesome. Y- yes, that when, when I say the bowls, I mean like plastic and metal bowls um, <laughs> as a near adult. Um, but you, on the other hand, are very much a professional. Um, so I think kind of just to start the conversation, when did uh, music kind of enter your life? Yeah, um, I've been writing songs for as long as I can remember. Um, the first real song I wrote and recorded by myself was when I was 11. I'm uh, 21 now, if that gives some perspective. Uh, yeah, I was writing all throughout high school. I'd rather sit in my room and write a song um, than go out with friends or hang with my family. Um, and yeah, I started my artist career off of songwriting. I primarily am a songwriter. So uh, I'm now at USC Thornton School of Music. Um, so it's gotten me somewhere in life. Um, I do jingle right on the side. I started that at the beginning of quarantine because I had ample time to um, write songs, but I felt no inspiration. And it's awesome getting orders from people like you and writing about something that I would never write about. Like, what do you like? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> it's really hard right now, like to everything going on in the world. It's really easy to look at the negative, but to look at this positive here where you've kind of entered in a new foray. Um, using quarantine, I can say the same with this podcast. This podcast would have never started without being stuck in the house for a majority of the day. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I want to kind of go back. So you're an 11 year old, 11 year old child. Yes. Um, what, how did you, did, was it just like mimicking artists you like? Um, or what kind of drove you to um, actually sit down and write your first song? This is going to sound so cheesy, but uh, uh, I just kind of sat, like we had this old grand piano in 
my house. It was from my great grandfather who was pianist for a church. Uh, nobody ever played it. And I kind of just sat down and played around on the keys and it came so naturally. I was never really big in listening to artists I like. I always listened to my parents' 80s music or um, radio hits at the time. But um, yeah, just something clicked inside of me and I could easily play a chord I've never learned and sing over it. And that inspired me to get training and actually make it into a career. But yeah. Interesting. So it seems like you, this kind of started with like a a natural gift you kind of had. And um, I think a lot of times uh, people will have those like gifts where they're like, oh, I'm really good at this. Um, But many people, because they have the gift, they don't put the work into it. They just kind of rely on those gifts and be like, oh, I'm, I'm, for me, I mean, I was good at math, um, but I didn't like Mm -hmm. math, so I didn't stay with math. Um, I think it's it's special when you find that balance of passion and uh, a gift and just running with it, you know? Absolutely. So what was it like? So you, you found this gift at 11 or earlier and 11 is kind of where you started to take it more seriously. Um, what was it like kind of uh, starting the, the, the path to kind of be an artist? Um, what was it like with your friends? Yeah. Like what were there, was there any struggles like with friendships? Um, I wouldn't say there's struggles with friendships. There was a lot of struggles with my family. I come from a very logical family. My mom's a teacher. My dad's a lawyer. Um, my sister is now a teacher, my brother wants to be a lawyer. And so I kind of am this middleman um, where they didn't really know what to do with me. I, at 11, I was like, I need, I need to write songs. I, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to this college, I'm gonna do this. Um, and they're like, uh-huh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, do, let's, let's wait a little bit. Um, so it took me about a year to get like piano lessons. And then even from there, I was so passionate about it that my parents were kind of just like, eh. Like, I don't know if music's a logical career. Um, So from there, I was really lucky and I found a piano teacher who um, was also a songwriter. And she was like, oh my gosh, you write songs? And I was like, yeah. And she helped me write a full EP when I was 13. Um, It's not good. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's not terrible. It's good for a 13-year-old. But um, yeah, that's, that's when my parents really we're like, hey, she's, she's really into this and this could be something. Um, and then from there, I really sat, obviously didn't have a hit from, at 13, which that would have been cool, but I didn't. Um, I kind of hit it for my friends. Um, it wasn't until high school, until um, when I was like, I wanna be an artist, I wanna be on stage. And I literally did so much research about who would take a unexperienced performer and put him on a stage. And I found like random, I'm from Orange County, California. So um, I'm lucky in the sense where there's a lot of uh, venues, but unlucky. And there was a lot of me, like, like young musician want to be LA star. Um, So there was a lot of people who would take advantage of me. Um, So I'd like, for example, my first show was at this place called Chain Reaction. If you're from Orange County, California, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and they would make these like high school bands and uh, upcoming 
girls who want to sing, you know, um, and they would put them on stage, but they go, Hey, you have to fill this room. You have to sell $500 worth of tickets. And as a 13 year old or 14 year old, however old I was, um, that was really hard to do. So I got to play like the house of blues when I was 15, but like it costs something. Um, and it wasn't until my senior year of high school where I signed to an artist development company who helped me, um, figure out how to make money as a struggling singer songwriter. So I played a bunch of restaurants and venues who wanted me, which was a really big turning point in my career. Um, and I wish I could still do that to this day. It's very fun because I'm from like a touristy kind of town. So they need people who are like, oh, local artist. Um, <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, I released my album. But um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, and I think that that's a good like kind of <laughs> overview of kind of your your path. Um, but I kind of want to go into, so what what was the the feeling you mentioned playing the house of blues like you mentioned that it cost you something um did that affect kind of your uh the joy of playing the house of blues or is it so looking, um, looking back you're like oh that was great I but think, like i think it was really good for me at the time it did kind of put a sense of like doubt in the back of my mind of like oh like these are just my friends but if like looking back on it now, like you have to start with your friends and then your friends tell their friends and their friends tell their friends, you know? So as a 16 year old uh, looking out into an empty um, house of blues, like it was a little, it was a little sad, but then the cheers at the end of the songs and realizing that like my family and friends really did support me was a huge turning point. Yeah. Okay. So the, the support of your, your, your support system is really kind of what pushed you through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with the, with kind of like playing the smaller with just your friends and family, um, what was it like kind of seeing your, your parents there? Um, at that point, were they kind of more supportive or were they, or was it kind oh, of yeah, like, I am very lucky. My parents are very loving and supporting and, um, they did a very great job of dealing with a daughter who wanted to go into music without knowing anything about music. So um, yeah, they're, they're the ones who got their friends to come out. They're so proud. I look back on videos. I'm like, you were proud of that. That's not good. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. It was, um, I, I'm happy. It, like it's worth it now seeing where I'm at now and um seeing the effect that it's had on my path so gotcha so uh, with that i've kind of sensed like um a lot of your early stuff you 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 talk about with some hesitation um at what point do you kind of feel like you grew into the performer you wanted to be or is that still a process you're going through that's 100 percent a process i'm still going through um this past year was very good um as i mentioned i released my album it's called clowns go look it up uh to anyone listening please it needs the streams give it some love i released (laughs) it about (laughs) a year ago and that was a huge point where like before i kind of would play my songs to a crowd that didn't know them 
Um, even if it was my friends, they didn't know my songs because they weren't on the internet. But um, I put that album together by myself. I am an independent artist. So that means like I do everything by myself. But um, I worked with a couple of producers on that, but I produced a lot of the stuff, which was um, great because when I write it, I kind of hear where I want it to go. But um, ha- being able to do the whole th- process by myself from picking up my guitar and writing the lyrics to posting it to Spotify um, was a huge, huge thing. And then I would go, I put a band together this past year and I played a bunch of LA venues and um, people knew my songs and it was awesome. But So they were like singing along to your music? Oh, absolutely. It's great. But it was like, it was st- still is my friends and family and I still have yet to break that barrier. And I still have a long, long way to go as an artist, a lot of people to work with and places to go. But uh, that first step of releasing my album was huge in um, my artistic process. Yeah, I think it says a lot about you, the fact that you, you want to take on all this responsibility of, of putting everything together. Uh, you don't expect any help from anyone else. Um, and even just kind of go back to what you said before, like you came from a very logical family um, and you have this artistic soul, but you definitely still have that logical mindset as well, because you didn't just jump in and just start playing music. You did some <laughs> research, you figured out yeah. ways to kind of succeed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I have a habit of taking on too much and um, wanting to do everything myself. I've always had that in me. Um, and it comes in, it comes into play during this process, but, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's just something about me. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think it, it's a bad thing at all. I think again, you're 21 years old, you have your whole life ahead of you. Um, <laughs> you'll learn that balance. Um, but yeah. again, like right now we're in a quarantine, you have to worry about, there's no, there's no time. Time doesn't exist right now. Uh, we live in a constant, I always question, uh, what day it is. Even I have a, a nine to five job that I log into, but I don't, I, some, I've almost logged in on a Saturday before I've almost forgot to log in on a Tuesday. Um, it's just right now we're in that, 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 uh, yeah, I have so much time. My dad, my dad is calling it blurs day. Yes. That, that's, yes. that is a good, <laughs> a good way to think of it. Now yeah. you're in school right now. I am. This I am a, a weird time for school, isn't it? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm a senior at the University of Southern California. Um, and yeah, it's crazy, especially with like music and everything. Um, I, as I was saying, I this past year, I put together a band. We were playing uh, venues like Hotel Cafe, um, The Resident, um, and all these like kind of like major stepping stones of like LA venues to play. And um, I had like four shows lined up for April. April was gonna be my month where I just played my heart out and then um, it all went online. And I tried to do some like live stream concerts and stuff like that, but um, it's so hard just playing to a screen and I'm sure you can relate to this even with like a podcast. It's like, you can't read the room. Um, Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like school and stuff. And I like 
yeah, it's just all online. And I, I'm like, I never thought I'd miss my education because I was like, oh, I'm just going to get out and do music. But um, yeah, miss it, miss it a little bit. When I think of October, I think of leaves changing colors, warm apple cider, staying warm around a campfire, and being scared shitless the entire month. The good news is, I can be comfortable while terrified by wearing the great apparel from thecrypticcloset.com. There you can get your horror parody t-shirts, masks, and the world-famous Fanny DeVito. And exclusively for listeners of this podcast, you can use promo code WDYL20 at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Again, that is promo code WDYL20 for 20% off your entire order at thecrypticcloset.com. Now I'm going to go hide under my blankets for the rest of the month while you enjoy the rest of this episode. Well, I mean, you're kind of uh, entering a, a big step at the end of this year. Um, I mean, hopefully the, all this COVID will be behind us before you graduate. Yeah. Um, not, knock on wood. <laughs> I'm, I'm praying, praying yes. for that. <laughs> um, but so you're going to be entering into the, the music world at a very unique time where there. I think, I think I'm kind of, I'm lucky in a sense because like besides songwriting, like, okay, let me rephrase this. I'm lucky in a sense where so many people are launching their careers from their bedrooms and we've never hit a point like this. For example, my, one of my professors was saying the world's going to change when somebody wins album of the year with an album produced from their bedroom like no studios no labels um and Billie Eilish won album of the year and they she produced that in her bedroom and all these kids are getting like TikTok famous and um just launching their careers from staying at home and I think it's gonna be a, a huge turning point in the industry where I might be able to launch my songwriting career from my bedroom. And that's what I'm trying to do and keep it pushing forward. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a, a good way to, to frame it. I mean, again, I, I grew up, so I am a little bit older than you. I graduated <laughs> high school in 2007. Okay. Um, and that was like right at the cusp of YouTube yeah uh, and me and my friends we would do like funny videos but it was like right before youtube became a thing so we always think about like and good or bad we could have been youtube famous if we were like two years younger <laughs> than we were and uh. I, there are some times where i think that's probably for the best because <laughs> i have i have friends who are lawyers now uh work in like high-end like tech firms and stuff like that they probably are appreciative that uh they, they don't have that on public record for everyone to see <laughs> um but it is like the times are that that's how quickly times are changing and uh, i mm -hmm. think it's really exciting how you you are viewing this as like an opportunity to really launch yourself oh yeah um what's so what is the the ultimate goal is it really just all in on songwriting performing um where you do you know, where do you see yourself i would love to say that like oh i'm just i was telling one of my friends the other day it's like 
the this point like in your 20s like ever since before I went to college ever since I launched my career I could always say confidently like they're like what do you want to be when you grow up and I say songwriter or performer artist and now it's like what do you do and I say songwriting and they go how do you make money you know and so I would love to sign a publishing deal and write songs for other artists that's my like 100% dream but um being realistic I'm probably gonna go into some form of behind the scenes of the music industry while still working on it getting my songs heard which is like kind of they go hand in hand I'll like meet a couple people and here and there and try to pitch my stuff but um yeah it's a very interesting point and so like especially just artists careers where you have to figure out how to make money with what you love to do so sure yeah i mean that that's that's the kind of curse of adulthood um to <laughs> yeah. you have to figure out how to pay the bills um yeah. hence why this podcast is uh not paying the bills yet i still have to have my other job um <laughs> yeah but i i think having that that realistic mindset again kind of goes back to like your your logical i know uh, i personally am a huge fan of professional wrestling and a lot of times they they talk about like new wrestlers like you have to jump in full force or else you're not going to succeed but there's so many professional wrestlers that jump in full force they don't succeed and then they're like lost um yeah I yeah. think I think having a, a view of what the actual industry is I think is really healthy for you and it also yeah. looking at all those other uh, portions of the the music making process I think it's just going to make you more of a holistic artist because I there's going to be so many things you're going to pick up doing those other things that um, let's say you do become like a solo artist or start a band and that becomes your full fo- focus you'll have all those pieces and I think you're, you're kind of setting yourself up for success yes absolutely I mean, I, I am a solo artist and I do have a band. Um, and I, <laughs> I I think I just kind of lost sight during COVID, I guess. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to be just an artist and play my songs till the end of time. But we'll see where that goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I kind of want to dive into like what, what about songwriting really keeps you involved like is it like a release for you is it like meditative like what is it about the songwriting process that that, that keeps you coming back i mean yes it, it is a very it is very soothing to write a song for me um my roommate once i was having like a panic attack over school and stuff and she goes go write a song you'll be okay and i'm like oh yeah i do that um yeah no i think it's the story like a lot of artists would say, oh, it's like being heard and it's being on stage. But for me, it's just telling a story, telling my story. It's another way. It's almost another way of journaling, um, except with uh, musical attributes. And it's also, um, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought again. I keep doing this. Um, yeah, it's just very meditative. and soothing sure sure and i i think that that 
like that, how great is that, that your, your way to kind of, uh, calm yourself is also a way that you in the future can make a, a career out of like, it, it's, yeah. you're kind of like setting yourself up again for success. I mean, yeah, it, there is that like other part of me that would love to be heard, but even if it's just like one person who listens to one of the songs on my album 10 years from now, and they can relate to that is a very cool thing that I like to put out into the world. Um, Cause I, I know there's a lot of people who think like me and I know there's a lot of people who can relate to what I'm saying. Um, and even if I do make up a story of boy and girl falls in love through a, a love song and I'm not personally there in life, but somebody else is and they listen to that and um, they relate. It's a very, very cool thing. So. Absolutely. I, 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 I just love that. The fact that, you're not you're not going into this to be the the top is a top 200 is that, <laughs> top, is that 40. The, the, top 40 top that's 40 that's what it is yeah um, <laughs> yeah again you can see my my musical knowledge just why my band didn't take off in high school um <laughs> i wonder why yeah again again bulls didn't travel well either and when we toured <laughs> um but i think uh kind of going back like this is this is why again just kind of meeting you i can tell you you're gonna stick with this um you are not this is not like a get rich quick scheme like this is not a money-making idea for you um this is something you just love doing and i think even if something happens and the music industry explodes you're still gonna be writing songs Mm -hmm. um and i think that that says a lot and again that shows your passion for it um, and I think that's something like I could see you even going into like some sort of teaching in this as well, because you have that. I tried to teach. That's funny. You say that I tried to teach. Um, we have like community outreach through my college. Um, and I taught a sixth grade class how to songwrite. And um, I, I'm not a kid person. Every one of my friends and family will, uh, say I'm not a kid person but damn the look on their face when they all rhymed cat with hat it was <laughs> it was amazing and then they sang it together and they were all having a blast so yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah Absolutely. I, I mean that's something like that's kind of like a a pillar of this podcast is that people's passions are infectious and um the the idea the whole idea with a passion is you want to share it with other people uh, I mean, the first episode of this podcast was um, board game design uh, with so a, fr- cool. a friend of mine who just in December, even before quarantine hit, he just started designing board games. Um, and now like, and it was a perfect time to get into it. And he didn't even know. He had no idea. <laughs> he had no idea. And now he did, like he'll just call me out of nowhere. He's like, OK, I designed a new game. And it's like, how are you able to do this? But I mean, that the passion he just wants to share with other people. And yeah. now he's to the point where he's like starting to pitch it with to, to different people. He's working with graphic designers. That's and again, so awesome. something he was not involved in at all. I mean, passion can kind of hit at any time. Um, you're, you kind of benefit that this has kind of been a lifelong passion. Um, absolutely. But I mean. I'm one of the lucky ones. Sure, absolutely. And yeah. then I, I wish, I wish <laughs> I had a passion. Um that I committed to as long as you have committed to, to that. I have the, the unfortunate 
disorder where I get really passionate about something for about a year. <laughs> and then I'm like, ah, I kind of did everything I want to do with that. So um, I can count on being this being over in a year or what? <laughs> no, I'm, well, I'm committing to a year for this. Um, I already have episode 52 planned out. Wow, um, that's awesome. But the, the good thing about... Congratulations. Yeah, and, and the whole idea with this podcast was the format is very fluid so that I will keep doing it. And the whole idea is this isn't about me at all. This is about learning about all these uh, amazing people, like I, how I just kind of came across meeting you, Megan. Yeah. Um, just by th- reaching out on Fiverr for, for a, <laughs> a theme song. <laughs> I think this is a great idea. And I think a lot of people are going to be drawn to this. But, well, uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get Joe Rogan <laughs> numbers at one point. Um, <laughs> start a, a podcast network hey maybe we'll we'll have you back on when uh uh what when we're huge and you can uh release your next album live on the podcast oh that'd be fantastic i'll count on it um so kind of as we are kind of ending uh you mentioned before we started recording the podcast that you had your guitar ready i do have my guitar ready and i think what, what better way to kind of to end this podcast is to allow you to actually share your passion with the listening audience. Heck yeah. Um, so um, while, while you get that together, um, I just want to remind everyone we release a podcast every Tuesday. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram as what do you like podcast uh, Twitter at uh, W D Y L podcast. Um, what do you like podcast.com and then Megan definitely share everywhere, every way you want people yeah. to reach out to you. Um, sorry, as I'm looking, um, yes. So my name is Megan Windsor. I released an album last August about a year ago. It's called clowns. I would love for everyone to go stream it. Um, also you can follow me on my social medias, Megan Windsor music, or if you would like to order a jingle, like Jeremy did, um, Find me on Fiverr. Uh, hopefully I'm still on there. If I'm not, then I'm not accepting jingles. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and the spirit of uh, talking about COVID so much, I will share a song that I wrote at the beginning of COVID. Um, it's kind of about my frustrations with the world. But um, it hasn't been released yet, so... It's a lucky chance for you. Wow, exclusive. Well, thank you very exclusive. much, Megan. Yeah, let me hear it. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Okay, cool. This is called Jail Time. Walk alone, see the lonely people who would want to leave if they ain't found in the steeple. Barrel shotgun, grandma can't run away. Oh, yeah. A little pale in the face, flare your nostrils, waiting for the day I can tune out all these assholes. Funny or take, you think you saved the day. Hey, I don't know if dad was right. But I did see all the signs Oh yeah Might as well be driving blind Oh yeah 
Hey, you and your spray tan, every word you say takes a hold to put your grave in. Windy these days, and since you can't fly away, oh yeah. To my face, blame the ones with tequila. They don't know the difference between Isis and Katrina. Or oh, the young days, they ain't gonna be the same. Hey, I don't know if Dad was right. But I did see all the signs. Might as well be driving blind. I see the chains, oh, I feel, and oh, I feel the way, oh, 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 I see, and oh, I see you change, oh, I see, and oh, I see, and oh, I see, and oh, oh, oh. I don't know if that was right. So thank you. Thank you, Megan. There's a beautiful song and uh, I appreciate you debuting this on uh, this podcast. Um, I hope everyone reaches out again. Everyone go on to Spotify, uh, download her podcast. I'll link it or not a podcast, her album. I'll link <laughs> it in the description. Thank you again very much, Megan. Um, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, can't wait to see where you go in the music industry. Um, we'll definitely have you back on in more than a year when I'm still doing this in longer than a year. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We'll talk about your progress and just how much you've grown at that point. Um, Great. And then everyone out there, we'll see you next time.